You're listening to the Karen 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Karen University, typically in just 10 minutes. Dr. John Van Epp joins the podcast today, and we're actually videoing this live in the auxiliary dining room, formerly the Highlander Cafe, which is a really exciting development. John is a 1980 graduate of Cairn and has his PhD in counseling and psychology from the University of Akron. He's the founder and president of Love Thinks, and he's here to talk about his organization as well as provide some general insights into dating relationships, relationships of all kind, and how we might even think more biblically about these things, as is the subject often around here at Cairn University. So John, thanks for being here today. It's great to be here, Nate. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. So I thought the best place to start might be, what is Love Thinks, your organization, all about? That's a good question. So um, just a little personal history. After graduation, I uh, went into pastoral work, um, did a couple masters from seminary, but then transitioned when I did my doctoral work into a counseling practice and had that for about 25 years. In the middle of that, formed an organization called Love Thinks that tried to depict how love the heart and thinks the head, the head and the heart need to work together for healthy relationships. And so we were trying to maybe play off of a little love stinks of uh, anybody knows those old songs, but um, listen, you know, it doesn't stink if it really thinks. If you can keep your head and your heart working together and from a, a biblical standpoint, from a Christian kind of worldview, God designed the heart that bonds with trust and meeting each other's needs and even the physical attraction and romantic relationships. God, God designed that to work with um, our discernment. I love the Philippians 1.9 passage where Paul says, My prayer for you is that your love may abound more and more in real knowledge and discernment. And the head and the heart should work together. Love should think when it uh, has healthy relationships and godly relationships. All right, and I know that's propelled you in a lot of additional research and study, um, which ultimately has made its way into the organization. So I, I imagine we'll touch on some of this in our conversation. You graduated in 1980, and I was really curious <laughs> about what changes in relationships have you seen, and of course, uh, you know, I'm thinking naturally about romantic relationships, but maybe others as well. From, from that point of the 70s when you were a student here to the present, what are some of the major shifts that you've seen? All right, so uh, I became a Christian at the very end of my senior year of high school and was in that kind of classic 70s uh, culture that uh, had long hair and there was a lot of drugs and things. And Did you do a lot of eight-track listening? <laughs> yeah, listen to eight-track. I had to put an eight-track in my Nova, my 1969 Nova. Nice. So yeah. yeah, yeah, along with a shag carpet. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I was part of all of that, not really in this strongly um, Christian yeah. uh, upbringing. I think my parents were kind of like lukewarm, but um, not really uh, focused on raising their children to be believers in that kind of sense. So anyway, I, I think that the trends that happened in the 60s and 70s have just accelerated, to be honest. And when you brought into uh, this whole world of, uh, when we went from you know computers to cell phones to then iPhones and other smartphones, you know, to watches and on and on, you know, when all these things, started bringing 
a whole new face, much more accelerated in my opinion, mm. so that relationships started to be done very fast, particularly when we were talking dating relationships. So um, I developed a model, and in my model, uh, how relationships were done when I was in high school is the, the no was actually pretty low, so I would drop that down, and uh, the, the, uh, the trust was pretty high, so you, you met somebody and you liked them and you trusted them, and the touch went way up. Mm -hmm. And that is no, no different than today. So if anything, um, social media has been used kind of as a, as a wonderful way to network with people, but it's also used to mask the real person for a lot of mm -hmm. uh, individual identities. So social media has kind of hurt us that we feel like we know somebody because we see them on their Instagram and on their whatever the media site is. Yeah. And we, we build you know, relationships a lot through texting, which is a very kind of limited way to know somebody. Mm -hmm. So now you know a lot about the here and now in very small segments, but you don't have that kind of togetherness where you're just sitting with each other and sharing you know, in-depth conversations for hours. Like, what I was happy that my wife and I, when we dated in college, we had this wonderful experience in Center City, where the university used to be, of just hours and hours of walking around Philadelphia talking. And that's what we remember about that period of, of time in our relationship, is we were just, we set boundaries on all these areas and just spent tons of time really getting to know each other. And I think that's, that's something that has really been lost more and more over these last decades. Yeah, yeah I was thinking when I was a student at Karen before I transferred, um, my wife and I wrote letters back and forth. So literally every day, she was writing a letter, I was writing a letter, and we're receiving those. And I often think about texting now, and in a way, it's really nice. Your, your communication is that much more instantaneous, but there is also something sort of lost in that. And the other question I had for you, which I think you've kind of already answered, was about social media and how it's impacted. So do you think the main thing is, it's just the pace of everything has just rapidly advanced? Yeah, and unfortunately, I think relationships are done backwards. So we tend to trust before we know people. Mm -hmm. We tend to touch long before we know, trust, rely, or any kind of sense of commitment. We tend to form stronger reliances before the commitment is developed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so uh, cohabitation is like really, really so common. You know, they say in the 70, somewhere in the 70 percentile. Yeah. So when you think about the cultural trends that now are normalized, it's not just accelerated, it's accelerated in ways that are risky and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that unfortunately has led to a lot of people to get burned, which then alters how they do the next relationship. So they bring this baggage and it, it becomes harmful to being able to develop. We wanna protect the heart mm -hmm. while we build healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So something else that I just think of is I've worked a lot with the military. So um, I have a program that teaches this model and key areas to get to know in a dating relationship. It's been used all through the military, all branches. And one of the things that has really come out um, in working with uh, both singles as well as marrieds is when they deploy, yeah, they do email and they, you know, they do any kind of, of electronic correspondence. But a lot of them, when they deploy for long periods of times, they go to writing letters. Hmm. 
And they say something is different when you get something in the handwritten form, you know, it, it, it like has the spirit of the person yeah. in it. Yeah. And I think that is just indicative of what we need to recapture with all, of, this isn't gonna go away, the social media mm -hmm. and all our ways of communicating and, and working together in electronic formats. But we need to keep the, the, the real human togetherness and the value of good communication skills, being able to share from the heart, listen deeply. We need to incorporate that and make sure we don't lose those good things while these other good things are developing. Mm -hmm. What about college students specifically? Because in the context that we're at here at Karen, of course, um, but also for anybody listening to this, when you're thinking about those high school years or then into college, since we have you here, what advice can you give to parents yeah. of high school students or to college students when it comes to relationships? And again, we always think about romantic relationships, but maybe just relationships at large. What do you say about that? You know, it's interesting. I do a lot of work on uh, non-Christian campuses and Ivy League campuses, and I've done presentations, and the trends there are very different from the campuses that are um, not just Christian, but very biblical. Mm -hmm. So the trends actually are to go against forming relationships during those years. So a lot of females come into you know, uh, to college and a university setting, maybe had a boyfriend in high school, and the other friends that they make are like, don't, don't keep your boyfriend, break up, you know, don't have a rela relationships, uh, have too much drama, they're too demanding, and um, if, if you need sexual satisfaction, hook up. Mm -hmm. And those trends have accelerated as well, and that's in contrast to almost a complete opposite trend that was kind of common when uh, back in the 70s when I went to college, which was you go to college to meet somebody to marry. Right. So there's these two somewhat competing, um, very different trends. And I think on a lot of Christian campuses, there is a almost like a, a current and an undercurrent mm -hmm. of these two trends that are very confusing. Mm -hmm. So I need to meet somebody to marry, but hey, you know, um, don't get involved. Relationships have a lot of drama. And there's a very kind of anti-marriage sentiment in culture at large. Watch sitcoms and movies, and marriage is almost never portrayed in a very positive way. So. All of these things are frequently impacting um, students here at Karen University, and I think affecting them and how they think about relationships. So a lot of times, they do the worst, they, they make the worst decision, which is, well, I just won't think about it until it's, it happens. You know, when the Lord brings it, then I'll deal with it. And I'm all about, um, in the military, what they call left of boom. So if you imagine, here's the explosion. Right of boom is everything that happens after the explosion. Left of boom is what you do before the explosion. So we've got to help students be prepared for how to build a healthy relationship, how to be, what it means to be intentional about their head and their heart working together. I say, let's operationalize what they actually are gonna to get to know about each other. Let's, let's make that. So, I have in my program and in my book, I have five key areas 
that have been shown by research to be very predictive of what a person will be like mm -hmm. because that helps them to have target areas. Okay, this is, and this is how you get to know them. Yeah. And then let's teach them how to build trust in line with what they get to know as well as meet each other's needs and what that looks like in healthy relationships and how to set boundaries in the physical realm that makes sense with all these other areas. Why am I waiting? It's not just because God says so. Of course, that's important, but this is some of the understanding as to what it is. So I think helping students to be um, kind of forearmed, to be prepared, to, to have a, a desire to go upstream. I want to be involved in understanding how to build good relationships pre-relationship, not just pre-marriage, but before I'm ever in a relationship, I want templates in my mind and in my heart of what it looks like and how to do it. That I think is really, really crucial for helping students to ultimately be successful in dating as well as marriage. That's really helpful. Thanks for being here, John, today. That's Thanks great. for joining us. And thank you, alumni and others, for listening. You can check out John's website at lovethinks.com. And while you are on the internet making use of that tool, which has some blessings and some challenges with it, be sure to search and like and follow our Cairn University Alumni Facebook page. And in particular, if you comment on this podcast there on that site or any of our other social media sites, you will be entered to win a free copy of John's book, how to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk. We're looking forward to giving that away to an alum who comments on the podcast. And we appreciate you listening. Okay, so one other thing is yeah. um, we have a website that's just for individual uses called My Love Things. Okay. And there's blogs and free resources and lots of other things. So Love Things is kind of our main one, but the My Love Things is a really valuable one for students and they can get all kinds of free resources as well as uh, helps. That's great. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thank Appreciate you. it.